segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'll be your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man so all right in today's episode um we're going to just be um talking about a lot about the fantasy basketball playoffs so uh we'll recap some of um the sunday and monday uh game slate uh, and then we'll just take a look at some uh, fantasy playoff pickups uh, for ball leagues. And then we'll just uh, take a look at uh, some of the general um, just standings outlook and just the outlook of teams pushing for the playoffs. And then we'll just, um, I guess, preview the Tuesday slate and just sort of uh, just pick winners. So, um, Nate, let's just get right into it. Uh, taking a look at Sunday slate, uh, there was some pretty good big games on the board. Uh, the first one, the Atlanta Hawks uh, beating the Indiana Pacers by a score of 129 to 117. A big game for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they move into a fourth place in the East with this win. Uh, some big totals. Clint Capella, 25 points, 24 rebounds, two steals, three blocks. That's a big line for him. Um, really solid on the double-double there. Trey Young, 34 points, five rebounds, 11 assists, two steals for him. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, 23 points, three rebounds, three assists, and two steals for him. And Kevin Herter, 23 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and two steals as well. So, I mean, uh, the big boys uh, really came through for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I'm kind of impressed that the their start almost all their starting five had over 20 points. I'm just kind of concerned that they're not giving their um, bench players enough minutes, though. Well, I mean, that tends to happen when your starters are playing really well. Um, I mean, guys like Lou Williams and Solomon Hill should be able to get um, proper minutes moving forward because they are solid bench players. But um, yeah, just looking at the Indiana Pacers in this game, um, Malcolm Brogdon, 29 points, three rebounds, eight assists. Uh, TJ McConnell, 18 points, one rebound, seven assists. Uh, DeMantis Sabonis, 18, re- 18 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, two steals, double-double. And uh, Miles Turner, nine points, 11 rebounds, two assists. And Karis Levert, 11 points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals, and one block. So, I mean, it's not like it was a bad effort from the Pacers, but uh, they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I noticed that um, Doug McDermott wasn't um, on the sk- schedule so i'm guessing they're kind of missing his scoring a bit yeah for sure and i believe miles turner did get injured in this game uh so it looks like he's going to be out for a while so yeah this pacers team um i guess there is a chance they fall back maybe to 10th and maybe 11th if either toronto or washington gets it together but uh yeah it is concerning for the pacers yeah, this is kind of like the worst time to have injuries right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can definitely uh, see that. And I guess just looking at the next score, uh, we have the New York Knicks beating the New Orleans Pelicans 122-112 in overtime. A big game for the Knicks here. Julius Randle, 33 points, 10, re- 33 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. Five steals, so solid night. If you have Julius Randle in fantasy, you definitely reap the benefits. Uh, RJ Barrett, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists. Derrick Rose, 23 points, three rebounds, five assists, one steal, and one block. Reggie Bullock, 15 points, four rebounds, one assist. Nerlens Noel, 12 points, eight rebounds. And Taj Gibson, six points, 14 rebounds, two assists, one steal, and two blocks. So, I mean, almost the entire lineup contributed in this big win for the Knicks. Yeah, I guess they've been able to kind of tap into um, most of the roster this game, which is a good sign. Yeah, speaking of most of the roster, I think most of the roster for the Pelicans was healthy in this game, and they just didn't get it done. Zion Williamson, 34 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Brandon Ingram, 19 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Stephen Adams, 10 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. Eric Bledsoe, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. And I mean, I guess outside of that, no other double-digit scoring. Um, 
I know Alonzo didn't do much scoring in this game. Jackson Hayes, James Johnson, and others just really didn't get it done for this team. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what separated New York from uh, the Pelicans. I guess New York just had, I guess, a deeper roster with more um, points. Yeah, absolutely. And a surprising win for the next game on the slate. The Miami Heat beating the Brooklyn Nets by two points, 109 to 107. Um, I know Kevin Durant left early in this game. He only played around four minutes of the game before leaving. Um, I mean, uh, the rest of the team didn't play too bad. I know Landry Shamet, 30 points, two rebounds, three assists. Kyrie Irving, 20 points, four rebounds, nine assists, two steals, and two blocks. And Joe Harris, 12 points, two rebounds, three assists. And then the rest of the lineup chipped in a little bit. But yeah, I guess they really did miss Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's kind of what it looks like, but I'm a little surprised because um, the Nets are a pretty deep team on paper, so uh, they still should have been able to beat the Heat, I think. Yeah, um, Miami did play pretty well in this game. Uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, 21 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, double-double. Goran Dragic, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Um, Duncan Robinson, 11 points, one rebound, one assist, two steals. And Kendrick Nunn, 17 points, two rebounds, three assists, and two steals. So, I mean, uh, yeah, Miami was shorthanded. Um, Brooklyn was also shorthanded, and Miami came out on top. Yeah, I guess this kind of shows that Miami is one of the other teams in, uh, I guess, the East with a really deep roster as well. Um, I think... Jimmy Butler wasn't playing. So, again, a really good job by Miami. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of another team that's uh, really fighting uh, for a spot in the East uh, is the Charlotte Hornets. They beat the Portland Trail Blazers 109 to 101. And, I mean, great game for Charlotte. Uh, they played really well. Uh, Terry Rozier, 34 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, so full line for him. Miles Bridges, 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks. Jalen McDaniels, 13 points, 6 rebounds. And P.J. Washington, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, and 4 blocks. So they had a pretty solid effort from a lot of their players. Of course, no Gordon Hayward, no LaMelo Ball, as per usual nowadays. And Charlotte got the job done. Yeah, for sure. I think this is a good sign that you can beat a team like Portland without um, your two best players. Well, I mean, let's not get it twisted. Uh, Damian Lillard was not playing in this game. I feel like there would have been a different result if he if he was playing. But I mean, the rest of the players still played pretty well. Carmelo Anthony, 24 points, three rebounds, two assists. CJ McCollum, 22 points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals for him. Yusuf Nurkic, 12.6 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, full line there. And Norman Powell, 17 points, three rebounds, two assists, and two steals. And then Ennis Cantor adds 12 points to go with his seven rebounds. So uh, it looks like the rest of the team chipped in pretty well, but I guess they just couldn't get the job done. Yeah, I guess they were kind of missing Damian Lillard to kind of, I guess, push them over. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. Um, and yeah, speaking of a team that really pushed themselves over the Houston Rockets beating the Orlando Magic 114 to 110, a good game for the Rockets. Um, Kelly Olenek, 24 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Christian Wood, 25 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, double double. Kevin Porter Jr., 22 points, three rebounds, seven assists. And uh, Jay Sean Tate, 14 points, seven rebounds, six assists, one steal, and three blocks. And Armani Brooks, 16 points, two rebounds, one assist, and two steals. So uh, this Houston team really put on a show in this game. Christian Wood was very dominant, and they got the job done. Yeah, I think this is a different Rockets team that we've been seeing earlier in the season. Um, They made some good trades, and they found out um, how to, I guess, win games. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of the stats from the Orlando Magic, uh, Dwayne Bacon, 22 points, three rebounds, two assists, three steals. Wendell Carter Jr., 11 points, 10 rebounds, one assist. Uh, Gary Harris, 16 points, one rebound, three assists. 
and Cole Anthony, 16 points, four rebounds, and nine assists to go with his one steal and two blocks. So a good night for him. But, uh, yeah, Orlando just really couldn't get much done in this game. Yeah, I mean, they did have some players that played well, like Mo Bamba. They had Chase and Randall. RJ Hampton played okay, but I guess it just all wasn't enough. Yeah, for sure. I didn't mention Mo Bamba had 11 points, nine rebounds, and two assists, so he did have a solid game. But, yeah, they, they just couldn't get the job done in this game. And um, just moving forward to the next game, uh, your Toronto Raptors did get a big win. Uh, it was against a, a lower team than them, uh, the OKC Thunder, uh, 112 to 106, but still a good win for the Raptors considering all the players that were not playing. Uh, looking at the stats, uh, Chris Boucher, 31 points, 12 rebounds, two assists. Gary Trent Jr., 23 points, five rebounds, one assist, five steals, and one block. So a full line there for him. Uh, Malachi Flynn, 15.7 rebounds, five assists. And uh, Utah Watanabe, uh, 10.4 rebounds, four assists. And Freddie Gillespie, uh, 10 points, two rebounds, one assist. And Stanley Johnson had 12 points to go with his three rebounds, one assist, and two steals. So they got a lot of uh, contributors, even off the bench. Yeah, I mean, the the Raptors did have a lot of players who were injured, or I guess they were on the injured list. I think they got fined because of that, but I'm happy they were still able, able to get the win regardless. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of OKC stats, uh, Lou Dort, uh, 29 points, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, Darius Basley, 16 points, eight rebounds, one assist. And Isaiah Roby, 11 points, eight rebounds, three assists. And Kendrick Williams, uh, 12 points, two rebounds, and two assists. But other than that, there wasn't much scoring uh, for this Thunder team. Yeah, I guess it was another situation where they just kind of came up short. I think OKC is a pretty um, good team for how young they are. I think it's just like maybe a matter of like a couple more years, some more experience, and then we might see them rise higher in the standings. Yeah, speaking of a young team, pretty big upset here. Sacramento Kings beating the Dallas Mavericks uh, 121 to 107. Big game for the Kings. Uh, just looking at some of the stats, De'Aaron Fox, 30 points, 4 rebounds, 12 assists, 2 steals, so double-double there. Uh, Terrence Davis, 23 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. Harrison Barnes, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. And DeLon Wright, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. So uh, this was a pretty solid game. Um, some key contributors for this Kings team. Yeah, I think the Kings were able to add some depth on the bench, and I think it really helped them a lot. Yeah, a couple of former Raptors there and Terrence Davis and DeLon Wright. So uh, you must be, I don't know, bittersweet about that. Well, I'm happy that they're getting used because Terrence Davis wasn't getting enough minutes on the Raptors. So I think it's, uh, I guess it's a good uh, move for him in the end. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at this Dallas team, uh, Luka Doncic, uh, 37 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, both his 1 steal and 3 blocks, so pretty solid. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. Kristaps Porzingis, 9 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. Jalen Brunson, 20 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. And, I mean, aside from that, uh, not really much else on the scoreboard for the Mavericks. Uh, looks like they really struggled on offense in this game. Yeah, I guess they did have um, Luca. He went off. Um, Jalen Brunson, he's consistently been scoring a lot, but I guess everybody else besides them and Dorian Finney-Smith, it's been kind of tough. Yeah, it's been kind of a mixed bag. Um, they've been solid for the most part, but I guess they just got to be more consistent. And I guess just speaking of a team that's just so consistent, the LA Clippers beating the Minnesota Timberwolves 124-105. to 105. Once again, a big game for the Clippers. They've just been so hot as of late. Um, Paul George, 23 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals. Kawhi Leonard, 15 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists. Marcus Morris, 19 points, six rebounds for him. Vika Zubak, uh, 
13.6 rebounds, one assist. Reggie Jackson, 13.3 rebounds and four assists, as well as Luke Kennard with 13 points, two rebounds and one assist. So a uh, pretty solid game for the Clippers. Uh, they pretty much had most of their lineup back aside from Serge Ibaka, and they played pretty well. Yeah, kind of makes me wonder what happens when Serge comes back. Oh, and uh, I believe Pat Beverly was out also. I didn't mention that. But yeah, when those two guys get back, they'll be a really difficult team to beat for sure. And just looking at the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, 23.6 rebounds, three assists. Carl Anthony Towns, 16.6 rebounds, five assists. Naz Reed, 13.7 rebounds. D'Angelo Russell, 11 points, one rebound, four assists. And Jaden McDaniels, 11 points, one rebound, and one assist. So yeah, they just didn't really get uh, a lot of high-end scoring. And, and I guess it's because of this Clippers defense. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi is known for his defense. So, I mean, it is pretty hard to score on the Clippers. So, I mean, they I mean, did. Paul George they, is a pretty good defender, too. Yeah, they have, like, way too many good defenders. So, I mean, they they did what they could, but the, the Clippers are just too good this season. Yeah, for sure. And just moving to the Monday night slate, um, we have the Detroit Pistons beating the Cleveland Cavaliers by a score of 109 to 105. Um, good win for Detroit. I know um, that they were missing some players in this game, uh, but they still came out with the W. Um, Frank Jackson, 20 points, four rebounds, two assists. Sadiq Bay, 20 points, five rebounds, one assist, two steals. Isaiah Stewart, 18 points, 16 rebounds, three steals, and three blocks. So a big double-double line there for him. Josh Jackson, 16 points, five rebounds, four assists. Tyler Cook, 12 points, three rebounds, two assists. Killian Hayes, uh, 12 points, three rebounds, and nine assists. So, I mean... This whole lineup, like the scoring was pretty spread out for this Detroit team. Yeah, I think this was a really good game from them. Um, like you said, like pretty much the whole roster was able to get some scoring in. So this is always a good sign from Detroit. Yeah, no Jeremy Grant for them either. And they still pretty much dominated this game. And uh, just looking at uh, Cleveland stats here, Colin Sexton, 28.7 rebounds, four assists. Uh, Darius Garland, 23 points, one rebound, six assists, two steals. Kevin Love, 15 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Uh, Torin Prince, uh, 11 points, two rebounds, one assist, two steals. And Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, 13.6 rebounds, four assists, one steal, and three blocks. So, I mean, it looks like that Cleveland did have scoring, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah, I noticed that Jared Allen only had five points and five rebounds, and he's normally like a guy who gets double-doubles regularly. So I'm guessing that uh, might have been a factor into, I guess, uh, Cleveland's loss. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely see that might be the case. Larry Nance also sitting out of that game for Cleveland, so that could have also contributed into the loss. And speaking of another loss, um, Boston Celtics surprisingly – lost here i know they had been hot the bulls were the team that were losing quite a bit and they got the w here 102 to 96 over the boston celtics i'm uh, just looking at some of the the scores from chicago uh nikola vucevic uh 29 points nine rebounds two assists two steals and one block so a full line for him Kobe White, 19 points, three rebounds, seven assists. Thaddeus Young, 13 points, two rebounds, three assists, and two steals. So uh, another solid game from him as well. And Garrett Temple added 13 points, four rebounds, and four assists. So, I mean, without Zach Levine in this game, uh, Chicago played pretty well. Yeah, I think uh, Busevich was able to really step up and uh, bring a lot of scoring and kind of carry the team a little bit uh but i guess kobe white thaddeus young and laurie markinen also made a pretty big contribution as well yeah for sure and i'm um, just looking at some of boston stats here jason tatum 14 points 13 rebounds 10 assists triple double for him tristan thompson 11 points five rebounds and one assist jalen brown 23 points four rebounds one assist uh, Peyton Pritchard, uh, 14 points, one rebound, three assists. 
And I think that was it for double digit scoring. Uh, not much to go in this game for the Boston Celtics. And I mean, uh, they were out a couple players, I believe. Yeah, no Marcus Smart, no Kemba Walker in this game. So yeah, I guess it was tough for Boston to generate some offense. Yeah, I think other than like Jabari Parker, Tremont, uh, Waters, uh, maybe Grant Williams a little bit. There wasn't really uh, too much scoring outside of that. I think Jabari Parker and Tremont Waters almost got double-digit scorings, but they were a couple of points off. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a few points off, Golden State really making a statement in the game on Monday, beating the Philadelphia 76ers 107-96. to Steph Curry with another monster night, 49 points, three rebounds, five assists. I mean, if no one has said it, let's just say it. He really is the MVP of this team and of this league. This Golden State team would be a lottery team without him. We can both be honest on that fact. Uh, They have a, a poor record without him and an amazing record with him. Um, he just really takes over this game. I mean, people have said for years that Golden State runs through Curry, even during the the years where they were completely stacked with uh, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. People would still say that the offense runs through Steph Curry, and I think this kind of shows that. Yeah, for sure. He was the main contributor for points on this team. Two other double-digit scorers, Andrew Wiggins, 16 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, so the double-double. Uh, and then Damian Lee, uh, 12.6 rebounds, one assist. No other double-digit scorers. I know there was a double-digit rebounder. Uh, Kevon Looney, 5 points, 15 rebounds, and one assist. But yeah, Steph Curry really just ran the table here and just really wiped out this Philly team with his 49 points. Yeah, I wouldn't really expect Philly to lose like this to, to anybody else, but I guess um, with Steph Curry, you can't really count out the Warriors. And, I mean, he did go up against his brother Seth Curry in this game, 15 points and five assists for Seth, so not too bad there. But, yeah, I think that Philly really could have used Ben Simmons in this game. Um, I believe Tobias Harris also didn't play in this game, so a couple big uh, guys out for the 76ers, but Joel Embiid still did his thing in this game. 28 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists, double-double. Um, Furkan uh, Korkmaz, uh, 10 points, 2 assists for him. And uh, Matisse Thibel, uh 13.7 rebounds, 1 assist, uh, 3 steals, and 1 block. Um, and Dwight Howard, no points, 10 rebounds, three assists. And Tyrese Maxey, 10 points and two rebounds to go along with Danny Green's 12 points, seven rebounds, two assists and three steals. So they did have some spread out scoring. Um, it wasn't enough to combat Steph Curry. And yeah, like we said, they were missing a couple of players. Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry, is his scoring is basically like two players playing, so... You kind you need at least Tobias Harris back for to, I guess, kind of mitigate that. And, and I mean, Ben Simmons is one of the the better defenders in the league, so I think he possibly could have held Steph Curry uh, under forty nine points. Not sure how much lower he could have held Steph Curry, but I think he definitely would have helped a little bit being back. Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons, he's known for shutting down a lot of players on the perimeter. I think. In terms of perimeter defense, he's arguably the best perimeter defender in the league. Maybe like top top three or top five, I think. So, yeah, that definitely would have helped. Yeah, and speaking of uh, getting help, um, DeMar DeRozan in the lineup for the for the San Antonio Spurs in this game, and they beat the Indiana Pacers one hundred nine to ninety four. DeRozan with eighteen points, eight rebounds, and six assists. Derek White twenty five points, three rebounds, four assists. DeJounte Murray, 11.7 rebounds, 7 assists. Jakob Pertl, 16.7 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and 1 block. Keldon Johnson, 14.6 rebounds, 2 assists. And Drew Eubanks, 9 points, 13 rebounds, and 1 assist. So, I mean, the scoring was very spread out for the Spurs, and they really got it done in this game. Yeah, it's a really good game, especially by DeRozan. Um pretty happy that he was able 
to, I guess, perform pretty well. And really good game by Derek White as well. Yeah, and just looking at some of the scores for the Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon, 18.6 rebounds, 5 assists. Karis Levert, 18 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. O'Shai Brissett, uh, 13.6 rebounds. And I believe they only had three double-digit scorers. Yeah, it was a really rough game for the Pacers. They were missing Sabonis, missing Miles Turner, missing other players as well. Um, and yeah, they just couldn't get it done in this game. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. Um, Doug McDermott did come back, but um, he hasn't uh, been able to play to his full potential yet. Um, he, I think he came off an ankle sprain, but I guess hopefully going forward, the Pacers will be able to, um, I guess, get some more wins. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a team that just got another win, Miami with another win Monday night. Uh, beating the Houston Rockets 113 to 91. Uh, big game for Kendrick Nunn, 30.7 rebounds, eight assists. So he really balled out for this team. Uh, Goran Dragic, 19.6 rebounds, five assists. And Dwayne Dedman, 12.6 rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks for him. Andre Iguodala, 16.6 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and two blocks for him. Duncan Robinson, 19 points, five rebounds, four assists. And yeah, that the the Miami Heat played pretty good without uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, Tyler Hero, and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they were on fire. Um, I th- I guess this kind of shows how deep Miami is, and I guess it yeah they're a really uh, deep team, and they have a lot of uh, good players. So hopefully, this is kind of like their playoff form. I guess the heat brought the heat in this game. Yeah, the heat from Florida. (laughs) And just looking at the Rockets scoring here, Kevin Porter Jr., 18 points, two rebounds, three assists. Christian Wood, 18 points, seven rebounds, three steals, and two blocks. Kelly Olenek, 10 points, eight rebounds for him. Jay Sean Tate, 10 points, five rebounds, three assists. John Wall played in this game with 14 points, four rebounds, six assists. And I mean, it's not like this team played pretty bad. I know they didn't have any scores over 20 points, which might have been the issue. But uh, yeah, good defense on Miami's part. Yeah, I mean, they are missing um, Eric Gordon. He normally adds some, uh, I guess, some shooting from the perimeter. And that would have helped a little bit. But yeah, I guess not having um, enough uh, players scoring double digits is a pretty big contributing factor yeah absolutely and um i guess speaking of teams that had double digit contributors um the washington wizards beat the okc thunder 119 to 107 so a big win for the wizards uh bradley beal 30 points one rebound two assists three steals and one block so full line there russell westbrook 13 points 11 rebounds 17 assists three steals triple double for him uh, Davis Bertans, 21 points, three rebounds, two assists. Robin Lopez, 17 points, two rebounds for him. Daniel Gafford, 13 points, five rebounds. And I mean, the scoring looked really spread out. A lot of double-digit scores here for the Wizards. Yeah, I think this is a really good sign. Um, they're not completely reliant on Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. So um, hopefully they'll be able to perform like this going forward. Yeah, and um, just looking at the scoring from OKC, uh, Darius Basley, 26.7 rebounds, three assists. Kendrick Williams, 15.7 rebounds, three assists. Theo Maladin, 14.7 rebounds, five assists. Tony Bradley, 16.3 rebounds. Uh, Svi Mikaliuk, uh, 11 points, two rebounds, three assists. And Ty Jerome, 11 points, five rebounds and three assists. So, I mean, the scoring was pretty spread out for this OKC team, but they just couldn't go up against the high-end scores from Washington. Yeah, I guess it's kind of tough because they do have um, Bradley Beal and Russell West- Westbrook. And basically, the entire Wizards team was really good. Um, OKC was also um, pretty good, but I guess it just wasn't enough. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of nail biters, uh, a real nail biter here, overtime, 
Phoenix Suns beating the Milwaukee Bucks 128 to 127. That's as close as it gets. I mean, winning a one-point game in overtime is no joke. Um, big night for players from the Suns. Devin Booker, 24 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, three steals, one block. Chris Paul, 22 points, 13 assists, seven rebounds, and one steal. Mikel Bridges, 21 points, one rebound, two assists. DeAndre Ayton, 20 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, double-double for him. Uh, Cameron Payne, 12 points, one rebound. Cameron Johnson, 13 points, one rebound, one assist. So a whole leap of double-digit scores here for the Phoenix Suns with a big win over the Bucs. Yeah, this was a really clutch win. Um, I think they only had a few of their players who had like a lot of minutes and they had um, under, I think, under like double digits. It was only like Jay Crowder, Tory Craig, and Dario Saric. Yeah, I mean, this Suns team played pretty well, but we can't diminish what the Milwaukee Bucks did in this game. Yanis Antetokounmpo, 33 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. Chris Middleton, 26 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Drew Holiday, 25 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, and 2 steals for him. And surprisingly, a game that went to overtime only featured three double-digit scorers for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that might have been their downfall in this game. Yeah, I noticed that Bobby Portis didn't play to his best. He's normally a double-digit scorer. scorer. Um, I guess uh, Pat Connaughton, he was like one point off double digits, but he played all right. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, he played all right as well, but he was just a little bit off from double-digit scoring. So um, I guess it was kind of an off night for a few of their players. Yeah, for sure. I guess we could definitely say that. And um, just looking at some of the games still in progress on Monday as we are recording, uh, Memphis leading uh, the Denver Nuggets in overtime of their game and the Utah Jazz leading the LA Lakers in the third quarter of their game. So uh, that's just where those games are at the time of our recording. So um, let's just move into a new segment called Playoff Pickups. Uh, we're going to be giving some teams that are going to be great looks for pickups uh, for the your fantasy basketball playoffs, as most leagues have moved into the playoff stage of fantasy basketball. So um, Nate and I are going to give a few teams that we like um, that have not only favorable schedules, but an excellent pool of players, as well as uh, teams that are still in the thick of it uh, in trying to make the playoffs. Um, and I guess you can just find a lot of good values in terms of pickups from those teams. So, uh, Nate, uh, you start off with one of your teams. Um, who, who do you recommend uh, people picking up players from uh, for uh, their playoff schedule? I guess the first team I would recommend is uh, Boston. They do have some good uh, deep league pickups. I think one example of that would be uh, Tristan Thompson. Um, he gets decent am- amount of uh, category coverage for a power forward and a center. So I guess I would uh, recommend Boston. Their schedule right now is, I think, Phoenix, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and OKC. So there's like a couple of teams that are going to be tough wins, but they have two teams that are very beatable for them. All right, for sure. And um, just looking at the first team on my list, I have the San Antonio Spurs. Might be a little bit biased, but there might be some truth to it as well. Um, Their upcoming schedule features the Miami Heat, uh, Detroit Pistons, New Orleans Pelicans, Washington Wizards, and the Miami Heat again. So a pretty favorable down the stretch. Um, They definitely have some guys that can provide some value. I'll just give one example. Uh, Drew Eubanks. Um, he's pretty much the replacement there for LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, he plays power forward and center. He's only about 5% rostered, but he's been playing pretty well. Um, in his last, uh, three games, uh, he's averaged, uh, 13 points. Uh, he's averaged, uh, close to 10 rebounds, at least one assist and two steals in two of those games. Uh, he'll get blocks here and there. And he, uh, most games, he ends up with zero turnover. So that's pretty much a bonus as well. His free throw um, is one of his um, down uh, 
parts downsides to his game um but yeah he makes it up uh, with the field goal where he was perfect on the field goal in two of those three games so really solid uh definitely someone you can pick up and i guess uh, anyone on the waiver for the spurs uh, they have favorable schedule coming up uh, they're in the playoff push so definitely take a look at them and i'll i'll move over to you mate for your next team i guess my next team would be the indiana pacers um they have, I guess, three teams that uh, they should be able to uh, beat on paper, uh, three of them being OKC, Detroit, and Orlando. Uh, Portland, it's going to be a little tough, but um, I think Damian Lillard, Lillard is missing, so uh, they should still be able to, I guess, compete. Um, Miles Turner is injured indefinitely, so the, their bench players should be getting uh, more minutes. And I think a player that would be a good example for this team would be uh, Doug McDermott. Um, throughout the season, he's been a double-digit scorer, and he's had uh, moments where he's had 20 points. He shoots a lot of threes, and his turnovers are really low. He normally doesn't get more than three turnovers a game. So um, I guess Indiana's a a good choice to uh, pick for the waiver. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely agree with that. They're definitely in the, the thick of things as well in the Eastern Conference. Um, I guess speaking of another team in the thick of things in the Eastern Conference, I have the Miami Heat here. They've been playing really well as of late. They're around seventh in the East. Uh, their upcoming schedule, the San Antonio Spurs, the Atlanta Hawks, the Chicago Bulls twice in a row, and then back to playing the San Antonio Spurs. So definitely favorable. Uh, they can win all five of those matchups the way they've been playing. And if Bam and um, Jimmy Butler do uh, come back, that'll definitely be a boost for that team. But if not, there's definitely a lot of guys that will be filling in. Uh, one of them being uh, Kendrick Nunn, uh, just been so solid. He's only around 35% rostered in Yahoo leagues. And this guy in his most recent game, he dropped six three-pointers, uh, 30.7 rebounds, eight assists. So he was really close to a triple-double. Um, he only turned over the ball twice uh, while playing almost 40 minutes. So pretty good uh, ball control there for him. Um, and 60% field goal is nothing to sneeze at. Really solid. Um, Kendrick Nunn, he'll definitely be getting the minutes, assuming those two guys are out. And he's still a solid bench player even when they're in. So definitely take a look at Kendrick Nunn and many of the other supporting cast players for the Miami Heat. And I'll, I'll get to you for your third team. So my third team is going to be the Golden State Warriors. Um, I noticed that they have um, a lot of deep league pickups that are um, available in almost any league out there. And their players, the players that are available are pretty decent. Um, example of that would be someone like Jordan Poole, who's been getting um, multiple double-digit games. Um, he has decent category coverage. Uh, turnovers are a little shaky at times, but for the most part, he doesn't really get more than three. I think he's only had one game with more than three turnovers. Um, he shoots the three a lot. His free throw percentage is pretty decent. He's been getting a lot of minutes. His field goal is, um, it could use a little bit more work, but when he's on, he's on. So uh, he's definitely someone that you could look at. And I guess, Four players in Golden State. Um, I know people haven't um, really been looking at them, but uh, there are some players that you could take a look at, especially if you're in a really deep league. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I have one more team on my list as well. I have the New York Knicks. Um, they are sixth in the East as we speak. Uh, so they have been playing a lot better and they're in the thick of things in the East. Uh, so that's really key. Uh, they're going to be in a lot of good competition. And they have a favorable schedule as well. Um, you got the Charlotte Hornets, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, the Toronto Raptors, uh, the Phoenix Suns, which will be a challenging game for them. That's no question. But then they also play the Chicago Bulls. So primarily, most of those teams are underneath them in the standing. So definitely a chance for them to get some clutch wins there. Um, an example of a player to pick up would be uh, Reggie Bullock. Of course, uh, there's the injury to Alec Burks. He's a natural replacement for him. 
Um, I mean, in his last, what, five games, he's had more than 10 points in every single game. Um, he's had an average of uh, four rebounds. He's had an average of two assists. Um, he's had an average of one steal per game. And I mean, in most games, he turned over the ball zero times. So uh, pretty solid there. Um, perfect free throw in all the games. And um, his field goal is close to 0.600. So really solid, uh, good 60% field goal there. Um, definitely contributes in every category. So Bullock is pretty much a must add from the Knicks. Uh, and there's a number of other players you can add just depending on whether you're in a deep league or a shallow league. Uh, Knicks players, I think are pretty solid to add uh, down the stretch for the fantasy basketball playoffs. Um, so yeah, um, that's sort of the end uh, of our pickups and we'll just move into a general outlook of the NBA, just talking about uh, first the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, some teams have moved around a bit since we took a look at the East last. Uh, we still have the 76ers up top um, with a 39 and 18 record, followed by the Brooklyn Nets, who have a 38 and 19 record. So those two teams are pretty close. Then you got the Bucs underneath them with 35 wins, so pretty close. Then you got the Hawks and the Celtics and the Knicks all tied with 31 wins. That's four to six. And then Miami Heat at seventh, Charlotte at eighth, Indiana at ninth, and Chicago at tenth. Um, so what do you think so far about the Eastern Conference? Um, I think it's kind of um, shaping out to how it's uh, going to be. The top three is going to be the top three. Um, four to six, I think that that's pretty um, accurate. They, the people in four to six might move up or down, but they should generally be where they are and i think for um seven and eight maybe the heat could move up and replace one one of the uh two teams but um i think charlotte they should still be around eighth i think for uh the pacers they might be in danger of um dropping some games so that's something to kind of um, look out for that could give an opportunity for Chicago or Washington to kind of catch up. I think for teams under that, it might be a little bit too late. I know the Toronto Raptors, they finally have a win streak at three games, but uh, they're behind the Pacers by three games. So the Pacers would have to lose three straight and Toronto would have to have a six game win streak just to kind of um, catch up. And I uh, think the Pacers schedule is too good for them to kind of lose like that. So um, I think for Toronto, it's still um, a little bit too late. Yeah. I mean, and even Washington's playing pretty well. So if the Pacers do drop, it looks like Washington could get into that spot. So it is tough for the Raptors. Yeah. If anything, it'll probably just be either Washington or Chicago taking that spot instead of Toronto. Maybe Toronto might end up being um, 11th. Um, I'm not sure if they are going to be ninth. Maybe they might be able to be um, 10th, but it's going to be a really tall order. Well, I mean, the top 10 get into the playoffs this year. So, I mean, if they can get into 10th and they always have a shot of getting in. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they make it into 10th might as well. They got to start resting their players though, and get them back out on the court if they want some wins. Oh, uh, well, we'll see if they do that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just moving to the Western Conference, we got Utah still on top, 42 and 15, really solid. Um, they'll be without Donovan Mitchell for a little bit. The Phoenix creeping up behind them, 41 and 16. Uh, they have a good outside shot of getting first seed. Um, and so do the LA Clippers, 40 and 19. Um, the top three teams are two wins apart. Uh, who do you think could get the top seed? Um, it's going to be a really close race for sure. Um, Utah has the, I guess, biggest chance of that, I think, because of their um, losses. They have the least losses in the league, I think, with only 15 losses. They're ahead of Phoenix by, I think, one game and the Clippers by about four. So maybe Phoenix can overtake them. It'll depend on, I guess, how long Phoenix can kind of keep their streak and how long it'll take for Utah to break their losing streak. So 
I think it'll either be Utah or Phoenix. I'm actually liking the way the Clippers are playing, especially if they are going to be healthy for the rest of the season. They definitely have an outside chance of getting it. Uh, we know what Kawhi and Paul George can do. Um, and we mentioned uh, the healthier this team gets, the more dangerous they are. So they're definitely a team to watch out for. Um, and then just looking uh, in fourth place, uh, Denver with 36 wins and fifth, the Lakers with 35, Portland in sixth with 32, the Mavericks at seventh with 30 wins, the Memphis Grizzlies 29 and 26, and then Golden State in ninth with a 529 and 29 record. Spurs are also at 500 sitting in 10th with a 28 and 28 record. And uh, do you think any teams on the outside, whether it's the Pelicans or the Kings can catch up to the Spurs? Um, The Pelicans are probably the only team that's in the running, but it's going to be a tall order for them as well as they are on a losing streak. So they're going to have to uh, break that streak and then go on a win streak immediately. Um, I think if they can get to 500, they might have a chance, but that's going to be really tough. I mean, they are, um, I believe, seven games behind, uh, like below 500. Uh, that's the Pelicans. And yeah, if the Spurs beat at 500 and you're seven games below 500, it's not looking good for you. No, and they're four games behind the Spurs and they're three games behind uh, Golden State. So unless Golden State or San Antonio goes on like a pretty big losing streak, it's going to be really hard to catch up. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And um, uh, that's pretty much the end of our NBA outlook, our general talk and standings outlook. So let's just move into the preview um, for the Tuesday slate in the NBA. Uh, just taking a look at some of the games here. Um, we have the Orlando Magic uh, facing uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, so uh, pretty big game there. Um, I guess just looking at the spread, it opened up at minus 12 and a half for the Hawks. Um, Nate, who do you like here? Uh, do you like the Hawks covering that 12 and a half or do you like Orlando in that matchup? Um, I think Orlando should be able to keep it under 12, 12 and a half in this game. The Hawks, um, I think they should be able to win, but I think Orlando can cover this. Yeah, for sure. Um, 12 and a half is a lot of points to get to. The Hawks have been playing well, though, and I think they can get to it, assuming all of their players are in the lineup, but we'll definitely have to see. Um, just looking at the next game, uh, we have the Hornets at the New York Knicks, so pretty big game with Eastern, Com Eastern Conference uh, uh complications or uh, I probably used the wrong word contemplations was the right word um, yeah just looking at this game uh, the Knicks are favored by six points um, they are on a big winning streak right now um, and I don't see it stopping here I like the Knicks yeah give me six points give me more than that the Knicks should win this game uh, I guess I'll be a little bit different and say that the the Hornets might have a chance, or they would have had a chance if Gordon Hayward or LaMelo Ball is in. But I think in this case, if they're not in, then take the Knicks. Yeah, and uh, there's another game here that's interesting. Uh, the spread for this game opened up at minus one for the Brooklyn Nets against the New Orleans Pelicans. Um I guess it means uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and others must be out of the lineup. So if that's the case, do you, would you still take the Nets to win, or do you like the Pelicans here? Minus one. Um, I guess it's going to be uh, really close, so it's pretty much just who do you think is going to win. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I think you could still uh, go with the Nets. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, I think the same thing as long as they have one superstar in, whether it's Kyrie or, or whether Kevin Durant does come back. I feel like the Nets should be able to win this game, but we'll definitely have to see. And just taking a look at the next game, we have the L.A. Clippers at the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, I don't know if um, Damian Lillard will play in this game. Uh, we'll definitely have to see. Um, 
if he does, I, I believe the Clippers are favored at minus one because I think that they believe that most players from both teams will play in this game. So do you like the Clippers to win or do you like Portland here? Um, I still like the Clippers to win. I think the Clippers are a little bit um, deeper with Lillard out. And I'm not sure if he's going to be available for uh, the Portland Trailblazers. So I guess we will have to see see about that. Um, I think if Nurkic is in, it should still be a lot closer, though. Yeah, I definitely love the Clippers. They've been so hot as of late. Um, they've just been pretty much beating every team in front of them. So I, I definitely like them against the Trailblazers. And one more game on the Tuesday slate. Uh, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Sacramento Kings. Timberwolves are favored by one point. Uh, so who do you like to win here? Um, It's going to be kind of tough. I guess it's a bit of a toss-up. I still kind of um like the Kings though. I think they are on a win streak. So um, if they keep their win streak up, maybe they'll be able to cover against the Timberwolves. Yeah, I, I think I like the Kings as well. They've been playing pretty solid as of late. Um, it might be tough for them against the Timberwolves, but I think that they can still pull it out. Yeah, especially if they get all their um, guards to score. I think that's kind of the one thing they have over the Timberwolves. They have more, um, I guess, more depth at the guard position. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that pretty much concludes the preview uh, segment of Big Time Basketball. Um, And that's pretty much the end of the episode. So, um, Nate, thanks again. Um, And if you want um, picks for um, NBA, NHL, uh, you want uh, to see uh, which pickups that we have um, from the podcast, definitely check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. And um, follow us also on YouTube, sub on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts for um, all of the episodes of this podcast. Definitely go check us out, like, sub, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And once again, um, thanks again, Nate, and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.